안녕하세요. Good morning, good morning. My dear brothers and sisters, clergy and ambassador for peace. 안녕하십니까. I'm so excited to see each one of you every morning. Wow, this beautiful online holy community. Yesterday I had a breakfast with the, you know, our five New Jersey church members. They are Koji and Yukari-san, beautiful couple, and then our Yasu's uh, parents, and then she's also Keiko Farah. So we had a very beautiful meeting, and also I, you know, I could not see him uh, seldom, but yesterday I met him. Yosuke, Taki, and then this guy is uh, Masaki Fujimura. Yeah, uh, morning breakfast meeting is really beautiful and very powerful. We share, uh, even though we don't have much time, but we, are, we have very much close feeling each other. Today, I'd like to talk about uh, the uh, paths of life for all humankind. From True Mother's Anthology of Volume 2. Let's study. The Path of Life for All Humankind. At the moment of our death, we leave the second world, the world of air, and fully connect to the third world, the world of love. We leave behind the love of our natural parents and siblings and enter the spirit world. There, we eventually enter the sphere of love in which we merge with the original body of God. The seed comes from the original body, so it has to bear fruit and return to the original body. In the spirit world, people breathe and live centered on love. A person who is unable to develop a complete character of love will be limited in his or her movements. This person will not be able to move freely. If there are several gates, for example, he or she may be allowed to enter through one gate only. If a person wants to be able to fit in with any season, any place, or any time, he or she needs to develop a character of perfect love. This is why human beings were created to live through three stages. The dragonfly lives first as a nymph, swimming around in water. Then it climbs out of the water and molts. Finally, it starts to fly and begins catching and eating bugs that it would never have imagined eating while underwater. It flies around with the world as its stage. There are many insects that have wings and develop through different stages. Human beings who are the highest form of creation, have wings of a higher dimension. We are born in love, live in love, and as God's representatives, give birth to sons and daughters through love. Eventually, we reach the resting place of love and return home so that we may live eternally in God's presence. In other words, our lives begin in love, ripen in love, and are finally harvested as the fruit of love. When a person dies, he or she harvests the fruit of love. Yes. The spirit world is a world made of love. 
It's uh, filled with the air of love. That's why we must prepare our organs through which we can breathe love from the all three worlds. Although we live on earth, we must train our five spiritual senses, centering on true love. The physical senses, like animals, focus only on the sense of what to eat, what to drink, and what to wear, and then how to make money. That is centering on five physical senses. But we really, in order to go, you know, to go to the spiritual world, and we need to really train our five spiritual senses centering on true love. Therefore, only when you become a person who can experience the spiritual world and feel, breathe, uh, breathe uh, spiritual love, you will not die in spiritual world. In the spiritual world, people breathe and live centering on love. A person who is unable to develop a complete character of love will be limited in his or her movements. This person will not be able to move freely. If there are several gates, for example, he or she may be allowed to enter through the one gate only. If a person wants to be able to fit in with any season, any place, and any or any time, he or she needs to develop a character of perfect love. The problem is how we will bear fruit of the true love while living in the physical body owners. What must keep in mind is that the fruit of true love is born through the four great realms of heart and three great kingships and the realm of the royal families. How can we really experience our true love? Based upon the family. That's why family is really everything, you know? So family is really uh, raising up the, the character of true love. How can we become man of the true love? Centering on the family. That's why three generations, and then all the four realms of heart, and the realm of the royal family is very important. How can I become the man of true love, right? And the living divine principle, freedom and fall and the restoration. Let's study EDP first. Freedom and the human fall. To summarize, freedom cannot exist outside the principle. Freedom is accompanied by the responsibility laid out in the principle, and freedom pursues accomplishments that bring joy to God. Free actions generated by free will bring about only good results. Therefore, freedom cannot have caused the human fall. Rather, the human fall was caused by the stronger power of unprincipled love which overwhelmed the freedom of the original mind. In truth, human beings lost their freedom as a result of the fall. When Eve was tempted by the angel, she became confused emotionally and intellectually. Although the freedom of her original mind induced in her a sense of foreboding, because the power of the love between her and the angel was stronger, she crossed the boundary, and fell. 
Conversely, since fallen people can also relate with God in freedom, if they follow the words of truth, form a common base and engage in give and take with him, then the power of principled love can revive their original nature. It cannot be that freedom caused the human fall. Freedom cannot exist outside the principle. Freedom is accompanied by the responsibility laid out in the principle. And freedom pursues accomplishments that bring joy to God. Free actions generated by free will bring only uh, bring about only good results. Those who pursue free actions generated by free will bring about only results of the principle, responsibility, and accomplishment. Therefore, it cannot be that freedom caused the human fall. It is written, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Freedom of the original nature. As long as Adam and Eve were bound by God's warning not to eat of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they should have kept this commandment by their free will and without God's intervention. Certainly, the freedom of their original mind, which is inherently responsible and seeks the good, was prompting them to obey it. When Eve was about to deviate from the principle, the freedom of her original mind aroused fear and foreboding in her in an attempt to prevent her from deviating. Ever since the fall, this freedom of the original mind has been working to bring people back to God. Working in this way, freedom could not possibly have caused human beings to fall. Thank you. And where is freedom? Yeah, my brothers and sisters, where is freedom? There is freedom in the truth. That's why in the Bible, talking about John chapter 8, verse 32, then you will know the truth. And then the truth will set you free. Wow, very beautiful and powerful. If you know the principle, you are free. That's why the Bible say that when you know the truth, uh, the truth will uh, set you free. If you don't know the principle, you commit a crime. Therefore, you must know the will of God and true parents through fundo, through divine principle. Through reading divine principle, you can understand God's will. You can understand God's mind and God's heart. Then as long as you understand God's heart and God's will and God's mind, and then you are free. If you do not know God's will, if you do not know divine principle, become very confusion. Don't know, don't know what to do. Don't know where to do or the way to go. Don't know how to solve the problem. You know, that's why you need to know divine principle. You need to know about true parents' word. Then your original mind is really free. No need to struggle anymore because it's very clear. That's why you need to know the truth. You need to know the divine principle. Then divine principle will, will set you free. And also another Bible verse, 
second Corinthians chapter 3 verse 17. There is freedom where spirit of the Lord is. Now the Lord is the spirit and where uh, the spirit of the Lord is there, there is freedom. Because God is the subject of true love, there is always freedom wherever God is. Where, uh, where true parents are, there is freedom. If God and true parents are in your heart, your heart will be free. Therefore, a life that always attain God can be the most free life. If you live just self-centered, there is no freedom there. That's where there is God, when your heart is free. Where there is a God, where there is, a, there is a Lord Jesus, where is the Lord our true parents, you feel so much free, can be protected. Right, my brothers and sisters? And the third, where true love dwells, there is a freedom. If you possess true love, there is no place you cannot pass through. No matter where you go, you pass without you know, restrictions. True love loves everything. As long as you have true love, you can pass everywhere, okay? Free pass. True love is to, to, to love God and humans and all, all things. Therefore, where there is true love, there is always freedom. When you love someone, you can feel free, right? You really truly love your wife, you can feel free, right? Even though someone hates you, when you truly love your enemy, even though your enemy hates you, but you still love him, your heart is really feel free. <laughs> this is really amazing. The character of uh, true love is amazing. Where is it, there is true love, you can feel freedom. There is freedom in the place where you become one. There's a freedom where body, mind, uh, where body and mind become one, husband and wife become one, brothers and sisters become one, and Cain and Abel become one. You can feel freedom. Where we become one, there is a God. However, to become one, only the principle and love and heart are possible. Therefore, becoming one means that there was a love and heart and principle. When you, your mind, control and subjugate your body, wow, feel really free. When I start to do, uh, you know, our, the, just only take the two meals, in the beginning, not easy, right? But when I overcoming, just only having a two meal, I seldom have the dinner. In the beginning, it's a little easy, challenging. But after I overcome then, I really feel free. No more struggling about the, about the desire to eat. Really feel really so much free. Especially whenever I have a breakfast and then skip the meal, right? The dinner. I feel so happy and overcoming. Whenever we control our physical body, even though in, in the beginning we, we, we are struggling so much, but when you're overcoming your physical limitation, physical desire, 
you are so free. Where there is a oneness, there is a freedom. When truly unite with your wife, when truly unite your husband, you can feel free. But they are struggling something with your husband and with your wife, with your children. No, there is no freedom. So much anxiety and so much struggling, right? That's where there is a oneness, there is a freedom. That's why incredible. Where, where there is a oneness, there is a God. God's name is oneness. My brothers and sisters, where is the freedom? Divine principle teaches us very, very clearly, right? Today's youth ministry, how to forget the how to forget other people's faults. So let's start. Thoroughly accept the leadership of Abel. During the formation stage in our life of faith, we must thoroughly be supervised by our Abel of faith. We must absolutely obey Abel. You must treat Abel as a mediator to understand God's will and raise the level of your heart. In the early stage of faith, those who do not attend Abel cannot get rid of their fallen nature. Therefore, in order to rid myself of my fallen nature, I must make the effort and Jun to serve Abel. The formation stage of faith sees the faults of others and quickly criticizes them. However, as your faith grows, when you see the faults of others, you feel them as your own faults. It is easy for us to view each other horizontally between our brothers and seniors and juniors and blame each other for their faults. But can you ignore your seniors because they are not good examples? If you see your seniors doing something wrong, you must seriously reflect on yourself first. Yes, fallen human beings do not want to be governed by anyone, right? Very arrogant. I don't want to hear from anyone. However, in the realm of true love, being governed by a loved one is happiness. It is a love that the person I respect supervises me. From this point of view, a person is being who is governed by love and is supposed to feel happiness and joy while being governed by love. Someone love me, right? To say that we must thoroughly receive the guidance of Abel in our life of faith during the formation period is not a conditional requirement. It means that you should do it with voluntarily and with great joy and under their guidance. Oh, in the formation sta stage, I absolutely obey to my Abel, you know? Sometimes feel like by duty or responsibility. Sometimes we feel like by force. Cannot be done like that. You really need to love your able and respect your able voluntarily. You know, I am so grateful. When I met Reverend Johan Nee, of course, he was my able. He was my spiritual father. I love him. I respect him. That's why in order to pass through the formation stage, 
when I ask you to love your able, not by duty or responsibility, when you truly respect him and love him, automatically you can pass the formation stage. But you do by duty or by force and by, you know, by someone's pushing, you cannot overcome formation stage. In order to overcome formation stage, truly, truly respect your able, love your able, centering on volunteer heart, voluntarily and happily and joyfully, then only can pass through formation stage. If you sincerely love and respect Abel, you will go see them and discuss everything with them. Therefore, the person in Abel's position must always show interest and love so that the person in Cain's position has no choice but to come to come the report. Why don't you report me? Why do you do not disobey, why you disobey me? Why? Why? You know, people scolding, they need to reflect as able how much I love him, how much I interest him. If I love my king so much, then that guy automatically will report you. Right? This is my experience. That's why someone do not report you and do not about to discuss with you and decide everything by yourself. That means your cane still feel lack of love. If you truly love your cane, cane surely report you. Because cane want to make his able become uh, make happy. If you truly love and respect able, you will obey him. However, if you just report and discuss and be uh, supervised without a heart of love and respect, that relationship cannot last. However, the important thing is that you must, you must to do your basic duty. Even if you don't have the heart or, or of the respect and love for your able, even, even if you do not report well at first, you must report at least conditionally. At first, you report conditionally, then, as you gradually invest your sincere devotion into it, your relationship with your able grows closer. When that happens, you will automatically set up able as the mediator. You will gradually come to know God's will, and the level of your heart will arise. Uh, in the early stage of faith, those who uh, do not attain able cannot get rid of their fallen nature. Therefore, in order to rid myself of my fallen nature, I must have the effort and sincere devotion to serve my able. Next. Principles of religious life. An inexperienced person like me should think that I can still make bigger mistakes than the senior who has done wrong, despite entering the church before me, offering sincere devotion, and following the will until now. You have to reflect on yourself seriously, thinking that this is not just a problem for that senior. Like this, religious life is to reflect on yourself and worry about yourself before worrying about others. That's the principle. 
But you don't worry about yourself. You worry about others first. Despite the many shortcomings of the seniors of faith, you should still value them while watching them struggle in order to lead a better religious life. Therefore, if you look at other people's faults, you should realize that you will be like them and reflect on yourself. We need that kind of awareness. In this way, faith is to reflect on yourself first and make a greater determination by looking at the other person's faults. If we will look at other uh, people's faults and criticize them quickly, it is a proof that your faith is staying centered on yourself. It's difficult for such a self-centered faith to go beyond the formation level. People who criticize others quickly are usually very, very narrow-minded. You need to check. Anyone criticized very quickly and very easily angry, most of them are, number one, they are very, very, very narrow-minded. Secondly, those who easily criticize and easily angry, you need to check. That person is very arrogant. Very arrogant. There are uh, very few narrow-minded people that can compromise with the, the other person. And when others criticize you, you can't accept it and get angry easily. And because of what the other person criticizes about you, you continue to conflict and accumulate uh, hatred. So what evidence shows that my faith is growing? This is very important, my brothers and sisters. So what evidence shows that my faith is really, really growing? It is when other person's fault begin to feel as my own faults. This kind of person is proof that the spirit is gradually reviving. This is really kind of transformation. So if you see your seniors about going on the wrong path, you should seriously reflect on yourself first. Like that, senior, you have to think that when you grow that old, you could commit a bigger mistake than, than that, that senior. And you have to worry about yourself first. True faith has no time to worry about others. First, they have to worry about their own spirit first. If you regard other person's faults as your own, at least you can maintain your spirit and never take any damage. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Therefore, the life of faith is to reflect on and worry about oneself before worrying about others. That's the principle. However, fallen human beings do not worry about themselves and worry about others first. Even though our seniors in faith had many shortcomings, and commit the sins, we should regard them as precious, thinking that they still remain on the path of the will and struggle, struggle in order to lead a better life of faith. They are still remaining, even though they are struggling, they're still challenging to overcome. We need to be grateful. 
when whenever we see that kind of senior person. Next. How to forget other people's faults. The path of faith is always a path to reflect on oneself by using the other person as a mirror and move forward to a better level. However, if you look at the faults of the other person instead, what will happen if you label that person as bad or have a bad perception about him? Those who worry about their own growth will never remember the faults of others. Even if we hear bad things about the other person, we quickly forget them. Those who worry more about their own growth will quickly forget other people's faults. Why? It's because I'm more worried about my growth than focusing on the other person's shortcomings. Even if the other person made a mistake, if you accept it as your fault, you won't remember that person's faults at all. However, if you recognize the other person's fault as their fault, it will remain as a bad perception for you and you will not be able to let it go. If the faults of others are nailed to your heart, you cannot remove them. That's why you shouldn't remember other people's faults because the other person's faults are my faults. Yeah, thank you, Heavenly Honey. When you see the person whose faith is not growing, you use that person as a mirror and criticize them without reflecting on yourself. And then when dealing with that person, you treat them with the you know, preconceived notion about them. We treat them with the thought of the, that person is that kind of a guy, that kind of a person, always like that. If you treat uh, people with uh, uh, preconceived notions, your life of faith will deviate from God's point of view. And God cannot walk through you. We have to keep looking at everything from God's point of view and from the parents' point of view. However, when we have the preconceived notions about the other person, our human relationship cannot get any better. So how do you get rid of that preconception? First of all, we must look at it from God's point of view with the mind that everyone is a so precious son and daughter of God. <laughs> you know, my, you know, my son-in-law, Tata, is, uh, you know, always with me. And the yen is serving me every morning. And whenever I see them, I feel wow, so precious to me. So they, you know, like a kind of like a more than cosmos. So whenever you see anyone have that kind of precious heart, treat them like a precious son and daughter of God. You can forget that person's uh, well, the preconception. That's why anyone come to me and then you treat them, oh, God send them to me. Then your heart is a really fresh mind, new mindset, right? But oh, this guy is always like that. This guy thinking is like that. If you have the, your own preconception, God 
cannot help you anymore. This is really one of the, this is sometimes I'm struggling about that. How can we overcome that kind of the preconception? Human being has a, that kind of the preconception. As long as you have the preconception, now how can you treat people so preciously? Whenever prejudice arises, you must think that the, the other person sees you as a precious child when God looks at you. And if you see the, the other person's flaws, you have to determine to do more for that person. And you have to take responsibility for his shortcomings and feel that you have to protect and love him no matter what. To do that, you, we need the heart and mind of the parents. When you see someone's shortcoming, then as able, you need to think that no matter what, I have to be responsible for that. No matter what, I really raise up, raise up him. No matter what, I want to protect him. If you have that kind of responsible heart and try to protect that person, try to raise up that person with tears. And then really you can raise up him very well. That's why important is your heart and love first. Those who worry about their own growth will never remember the, the faults of others. Even if you hear and bad things about the other person, you quickly forget them. Those who worry more about their own growth than others will soon forget the faults of others. Why? It is because you are more worried about your growth than the, the other person. No time to worry about other person. You need to focus on your own growth. Why you worry for others? You need to focus on your own issue, own problems. Even if the, the other person made a mistake, if you accept it as your fault, you won't remember that person's faults at all. Wow, <laughs> today we learned really beautiful things, right? How to forget other people's faults. Thank you very much. God bless you. Thank you, Dr. Yong, for your message today. And it uh, reminds me how great it is to be in the king position because you get to grow so much. It reminds me a lot about the Bible uh, in Genesis where God was talking to Cain. So he reminded me of God in that, in that uh, what you said today. Next, we're going to have our living testimony given by our very own brother, uh, Jake Lavina. And he'll talk about the New Jersey Seven-Day Youth Center program. Hello. Good morning, Dr. Yang. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Yeah, uh, I would like to share what uh, we're doing here in uh, New Jersey Clifton Family Church. Uh, New Jersey Family Church. So actually, we held the second seven-day center life program. So basically, uh, we started this uh, program for all the new members who like either second generation or first generation to 
to like symbolize the three stages of growing period. So in the seven-day center uh, life program, basically we are focusing on like living a God-centered lifestyle, centering on the tradition. So this this week we had uh, four participants. So so they are all second generation, and then yeah, these are the arrivals. Uh, they came here. And then after that, we immediately had this uh, welcoming program for them. And uh, uh, Pastor Tikino gave the uh, the words for them, guidance. And then, yeah, basically, this is the, the, the lifestyle they have every day. So we do hunduke together, sharing together, and then, of course, cleaning together, eating together. <laughs> So we are so grateful for Mama Esther and Mama Lina to help us in preparing the meals. So food are always good because of them. Wow. I received so much so love. Nice of food. Wow. I. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The problem is we cannot do the diet, Doctor Young. <laughs> <laughs> food is always good here, and we're so happy to have them as our mother figure here. Yeah. And then, yeah, do the closing. So basically, this is the main tradition that we have. But in the middle of that, so the, of course, some of them attended the class. Some of them go to their uh, job. And during their free time, only then we gave the, the, the educations. So basically, every day we have this like a divine principle study and uh, reading to parents autobiography. And then these are the educations that we give during the the seven days we gave the significance of hunduke then how do we pray like why we say aju why we we say in the name of true parents or in their name as a second generation and then how what is the significance of uh, spiritual condition and then of course life of faith and life of attendance then uh, Cain and Abel and of course holy salt so these are like the lectures that's very uh important more than like uh divine principle and they are so so happy actually to to receive these lectures and then yeah the last part we had a celebration together actually these uh two they are siblings actually and they were really shy at first but at the end of seven days like to see them singing <laughs> it seems like a very very uh uh great growth for their uh personality as well and character and yeah, then after that we send them back home. So basically that's the all the the programs that we had. And yeah, for me while uh, leading this uh uh program, I feel a lot of hope to our second generation, uh, you know, and yeah, I I even me like whenever I talk to them and know about their situation I feel like they really need this kind of environment when they can be able to really talk to someone and share their struggles. And yeah, hopefully, and really giving them guidance and how can we really, and most especially, how can we really uh, encourage them to really set a lifestyle that's centered on God. Even Dr. Young, uh, uh, last time when he talks in uh, in front of all youth of GPA and give this uh, 10 points that... Uh, uh, young people should achieve, you know, to become a ver uh, to become uh, true sons and daughters of 
of God and true parents. And I think this is one of the steps that is necessary, the actual program for them to really become a model of faith, to become a model of yojo. And yeah, we're just so grateful yeah, to, 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 to hear their testimonies and to, to really interact with them day by day. And hopefully we can really establish that kind of environment, not just for second generation, but for all members and for all those families who are here nearby New Jersey. So if you have the guests or the second generation who really wants to, to learn more about the traditions, you know, uh, we're welcome. We want to welcome you here. So we would like to really prepare this environment for that so that uh, we can be able to really establish a better environment here and become really a model church. So that's it. Thank you so much, everyone. Oh, thank you, thank you Jake. You are really great job. Thank you so much for your effort and sacrifice and then raising up the our second generation. I'm so grateful. I have great expectation from you. I think you can do very well. Thank you so much, Jake. Uh, Lavina. Yes, thank you so much, Jake. Uh, just looking at these pictures, I felt yeah, there's such a, sh a shift, a change in the habits uh, for our young people. That's so important. So I uh, look forward to it. My kids are old enough to join the program. They will certainly be there. 